Am I your comfy blanket? I mean, I have a comfy blanket, and I love it. And this is the first time I'm actually thinking, could that be a bad thing? Guys, jump on the crazy train with us. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Guys, welcome back to Station 19 After Show. I'm one of your hosts, Linda Entwee. And I'm your host, Sahai Wilson. Hi, Sahai. Hi. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Thank God it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it's Station 19 Day, and it's our After Show Day, and we are excited about it. This episode had me all over the place. All over over the place. I had some tears. I had some shock. I had to stand up and like be like, wait, what? You were, you were actually like, told you so. Yes, that too. <laughs> predictions. Guys, if you watch our show, you know I'm all about predictions. And, you know, if you are watching or listening, I'm tapping myself on the shoulder right there. <laughs> Guys, we have some fun fire facts as usual for you. And we're going to be seeing who's talking takeover. But first, overall thoughts. You know, it rained here in L.A. today, mm-hmm. and it also was, uh, so it was very wet here. And it was wet and steamy on Station 19 tonight. <laughs> and a lot of the scenes, from the Ruta to the Tudor, from the beginning to the end. Oh my and gosh. I loved it. So true. <laughs> so true. They were, like, laying the foundation, just do-do-do-do-do-do. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, oh, wait, what what's happening? Uh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into showers with uh, Andy and, uh, and Maya. Yes. So opening scene is Andy in the shower and Maya walking in on her for a change. Right. Because usually it's vice versa. Yeah. And it's funny how Andy had some boundaries. Like, all of a sudden she had issues. Mm-hmm. Which, again, guys, I'm constantly saying that she's self-absorbed <laughs> because it's all about her. All Maya time. had a full-on conversation with her when I was realizing that... She wasn't listening because she said that she was she was having an affair. She slept with Ben or whatever, and it went right over Andy's head, and she didn't even flinch. Well, you know, when it's about Andy, everything has to s- stop, and everyone should focus on her. So she here she is more focused on worrying about her, the, her childhood home being sold instead of listening to her friend tell her something serious about a fellow co-worker. So. Yeah, and, but I'm kind of sick of it. You know, last uh, few episodes, we know that... Uh, Maya got her promotion, right. and still that hasn't been discussed with Andy because Andy's so like absorbed in her own world. It's awful. You like, know, that, you're a bad friend. You're being a bad <laughs> friend, Andy. I just hope we keep on seeing growth from so many other characters. So I hope the same for Andy that we'll see some emotional growth for her later on in this in this season. Girl, be a better friend. How about that? <laughs> be a better friend. It takes time. <sighs> You need to get out of your own mind, <laughs> your own life. I know you got the drama, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Lifelong friends. You're trying to build lifelong friendships. <laughs> um, Jack and Maya. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think maybe we should hold off on that because there's so much going on. Okay. But that is going to be the topic. Yeah, the topic of the of the podcast. Um, but before we move on, let's uh, talk about AfterBuzz as a network. You know, AfterBuzz is a wonderful place. And, you know, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And for us to continue to grow, we need your help. 
If you're on YouTube right now, we have some people in our live chat. What's up, everyone? Please hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. And being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to me and all of us. Mm -hmm. So we truly appreciate your support in helping us do what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying all our shows. Yeah. Excellent. And guys, if you are on Spotify, we are on Spotify too. So, you know, stream us in your car. Listen to what we are saying. It's all good stuff. And speaking of in the comments, I want to just shout out all the people that commented last week. Mm -hmm. Um, We had Gemini 3. Gemini 3, one of my faves. And we had... Some other folks hold on Gemini 3, Shanice Sweet Smile, Fandom Domination, Audrey O, Tia Diaz, Joanna R07, Crystal Sims, Kat Harlem, Angela Cold. Those are just a few of the names of people that have commented over the last couple of episodes. We so love thank it. You so, so Keep much. them coming. And in the live chat, guys. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Mel. We see you. Um, so let's talk about the relationship between Dean and Jack Mm -hmm. and what's going on there and the tension there. So, you know, the dinner has been rescheduled and apparently like Dean was not surprised by this. He was not surprised that his parents were going to keep rescheduling. And what I thought was interesting is that Jack thought that he was going to like throw that seed down, let it plant and then walk away. Like he was not going to be at this dinner that he's the one that planned it right. and invited the, the family. Right. Dean said, uh, sorry to tell you, but this is what they do all the time. And loving the fact that the family is going to be uh, I guess Nigerian possibly. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact when people when on shows like this they ha- they keep it authentic because I think Dean is actually Nigerian, right? Yeah. So they're keeping it keeping it real, which I'm really excited about. Um, they're not going to have like some fake accents. I hate a fake accent. I like to keep it real. But Jack, here he was. He's the one that planned this dinner. He's telling Dean, "Hey, it's not happening," and Dean's like, "I'm not surprised." Um, but it's, I'm still excited to see it happen. When this dinner happens, I think they're just building it up because this dinner is going to be epic. Yeah, but but what do you think about Jack trying to basically throw a bomb and then walk away? Because he says he doesn't want to. Be, he wasn't going to be there. It kind of surprised me because I was like, okay, I thought that they were mending their relationship. So the fact that he's still being petty a little bit, a lot of bit, uh, it, it just surprised me. Um, and poor Dean with his cute self, you know, he's 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 dreading this. I think he was also a little relieved when the dinner got rescheduled, but he's also low key still dreading it because it's in the back of his mind that this is going to be a disaster. Yeah, he's dreading it. I think that uh, it's rude because he's taken Jack into his home and Jack is trying to wreak havoc in his home and your home is supposed to be your sanctuary. I also think that uh, in that moment Jack had a lot of like hostility and he was being passive aggressive when they were playing that foosball thing mm-hmm. and, and he was like slamming it after Dean left. <laughs> well listen, you started this. You know, what Dean did with the intervention, he did it because he loved you as a friend. Right. You're just being petty right now. And That's you know, my opinion. And we have to remember at this point in the episode, Jack is still recovering. You know, he hasn't had to really be out as much as he was in the past. So he's still holding on to some of the bitterness and he's still working through his issues. He hasn't had his aha moment. Exactly. Yet. Yeah. And and his uh 
relief. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. R&R, rest yes. and <laughs> I love our producers. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about Ryan and Pruitt. Mm-hmm. So we have Pruitt, who has decided that he's selling his lifelong home, which I understand because, you know, his wife has passed there and Andy's moved out. So, you know, fresh and new, I completely get it. Um, Andy's having some issues with it. As she always is. Right. Because it is all about her and her, her family home and people walking through her stuff and touching her stuff. Girl, you don't even live there anymore. But you know so, what I just realized? Calm down. She's an only child. This is only child syndrome. It's, this is what we're seeing in an adult. <laughs> Nobody, don't play with my toys. These are mine. Right. Don't come to my house. It's my house. So, <laughs> aha. Aha. You're a hot moment. Yes. Um, and then it's funny how Pruitt has wrapped Ryan into the house selling business by doing background checks on anyone that wants to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And it was funny that there was a car thief who was basically in the running and uh, turns out he's a car thief and obviously a very successful one. What I loved about their interaction and what I, a reoccurring theme in this episode is we saw interactions between people we don't normally see in scenes together, which I liked. So seeing Ryan and Pruitt together, I was like, oh, this was cute. So, But uh, Pruitt kept on reminding Ryan, like, hey, you have to do this for me because you, at one point, were the criminal that I had to bail out of jail yourself. Um, so, But you said Pruitt roped Ryan in just like uh, Andy has roped him in into their affair. So Ryan's just like, anything this fam- the Herrera family tells him to do, he's like, yes, I'll do it, no questions but asked. But he's also been, they've also been his surrogate family, of course, right? Yeah. So, I mean, anytime I see Prune and Ryan together, I really do think they're like father and son. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Ryan got him through his cancer scare and uh, all of that. So, I think that. They're like family, so he's gonna jump when they when Pruitt says jump. Right, you know, it's like his his pseudo his dad number two. Right, and we see Pruitt also is continuing to teach Ryan lessons and have him you know think a little deeper about yeah. the situations that he's in and whether or not he is the comfy blanket. That comfy blanket analogy, it's fire <laughs> right now. It's fire. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But what I will say too is that Ryan seemed like he was almost sad and scared that there wasn't going to be the Pruitts in the neighborhood. Because, you know, when Ryan moved back, he specifically, and if you guys remember from season one, he specifically moved back to live next door to to Andy. Mm -hmm. So, what? Well, you know, like Captain Pruitt said, change is, is, is good. Yeah, he said he was ready for change. And, you know, I want you guys to think about, are you someone's comfy blanket? Because you know what? I personally thought that that would be a good thing. Do you know what I mean? People that are married for like 25 years, you're each other's comfy blanket and you're the go-to. But maybe in some situations and apparently in this situation, a comfy blanket is not necessarily the best thing. Yeah. Especially when you're the sidekick comfy blanket. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You're comfy blanket number two. Yeah. You know, I think in this situation, the comfy blanket was the crutch. It was the thing that you used to avoid moving on. You know when you're it's cold and you stay under the covers so you don't have to step out and feel the cold? Yeah. That's what they Ryan is kind of to Andy right now. And Andy knows it and she knows how to push his buttons and pull him in, reel him in. But 
I gotta say this. You guys remember last week, Ryan was trying to play the tough guy. He was like, this is not serious. We can see other people. All of that stuff. And now he's getting his feelings hurt and wondering if he's the comfy blanket. But he, he tried to put his foot down towards the end and she just ignored him. Ex- because, Ryan, if you're gonna play the game, you gotta play the game. You can't, <laughs> you can't then catch feelings and then get hurt. You laid the ground rules, and now you're trying to take the ground rules back. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Ben, Travis, Captain Sullivan, Dean. That was, like, my favorite little gathering. So first they were having a paint party. Yes. So what I thought was great about this is Travis is slowly trying to move on from his healing and his hurt from his partner dying. Or his, I should even just say his husband, because it was his husband. Mm-hmm. And Sullivan kind of bojacked his way into <laughs> coming to the paint party. He's like, well, you're going to need someone tall with good hands and good dexterity. And they're all looking at him. Think about your your boss. Everyone has a boss. Can you imagine your boss just being like, hey, can I come over and, and hang out? No, I can't. Because uh, I don't want to. Right? Because <laughs> I want to relax exactly. and be with my friends. Exactly. But... If you insist. <laughs> okay. It's like, is my job on the line? Right. Do I have to bring you? Like, what's right. this about? Sure, come to my home and help me paint my house. I would love that. So, he ends up coming over, but what is great about him coming over is that he he really took everything Andy and Captain Pruitt said to heart, and he's really applying it to his life, so he's really trying to open up. So, He's painting, and then he sees that picture of Travis and his husband, and he shares a special moment that I don't think any of the guys knew about. Because, Which was surprising. I thought well, everyone no, knew. No, because remember, he only shared with Andy. Mm. So when he talked about losing his wife, he was really opening up, and they were all listening. And it kind of almost made sense to them, like, oh, I understand. Like, you still, you're still healing. Right. You know, and for him to share that moment with Travis and say that, you know, you might not ever get over it. That's a true story. Yeah. You know, and and definitely a bonding moment. And I felt it with them. I feel like Sullivan needs them in a sense. And and they're realizing that, like, they like having him as a, well, they're learning to appreciate him as a leader in, in the station. But outside of the station, he's learning to appreciate them so they kind of are leaning on each other and they need each other in, yep. in, in different ways Absolutely. and again in this scene we saw this group that we don't really see normally even seeing Ben and Dean together and ha- them have a conversation I was like oh wow I just realized I don't see them into like have these these convos just the two of them sometimes so it was just mm-hmm. nice to see these pairings I, I, I like the way they switched it up yeah, I mean, I think they still have their boy crew, which I, I, I loved. And I loved the dance party. So the dance party just, like, warmed my heart. Because it, it felt, like, so genuine. And having Sullivan say, you know, you couldn't use your legs for months and months and months. When right. you hear your song, you're going to dance. And it almost allowed the other guys to really relax around him themselves. Because, again, it, it cannot be comfortable having your boss hanging out with you like you can't just be yourself like maybe you want to grab a beer maybe you want to cuss or say something inappropriate you can't really because your boss is there and you're you're at work even though you're not at work right so that little dance party was awesome to me i thought oh look at them they're all just having a really good time and then turns out they had a really good time as they entered the bar they were like 
I don't know what's going on. And I was like, maybe you guys have this, the Sullivan spell. <laughs> He's put his spell on you. Come to me. <laughs> um, but they had a great time, and they had to acknowledge it, and I thought that was great. Yeah, we've been seeing Sullivan, a.k.a. Boris Kojo, dance a lot. If you head over to his Instagram page, you'll see some of his moves that he's been doing recently. So check that out. Yes. Courtney, you took me out of the zone for a second. Yes, I always want to see Boris Kudrow's shirt off. Too bad he didn't take it off. It's not that type of show, though. But even when he walks into a scene, I'm still, like, hypnotized by his beauty. So, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens to me each time. Exactly. The spell. <laughs> the spell is on all of us, including Courtney. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the train incident. So, first I have to just tell you, I I mean, I'm not... Well, okay, I'll just, I am. I'm a little bit of a germaphobe, so I was picturing myself in that train, and I would have freaked all the way out. And I, I respect that that was an emergency situation, <laughs> and I would hope that my behavior would be just as uh, well done as the people on that train, that I would, you know, do the right thing. But when that Will kid started coughing up blood and it was on Maya's neck, I was done. I was like, I would be so upset right now. Not just because it's blood, just anything. Like, I, anything. Now, did you grow up riding public transportation? Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... But is it clean? Like In Canada, it's way clean. Okay, so in New York... I go grocery shopping and I'm the person that takes the the wipe the wipe and wipe yeah I just cannot yeah growing up in New York as a kid with it smelling like urine all the time I don't I think I would I'm not I, I think I would I would like to think I'd be calm cool and collected in that situation blood or no blood cuz you know in a city you never know what you're going to see so yeah I like I said I would hope that I would be but watching it I had some doubts. Yeah. <laughs> so what we see on the the train that, you know, the bird flu is there. We have the jerk who there's always a jerk on every single train because that's life. There's a jerk at every job. There's just a jerk everywhere all the time. There's just the one mm-hmm. um, who was trying to just make it about him and how busy he is and how important he is. And meanwhile, we've got um, Neil and Will who have contracted the bird flu, very contagious, and we have um, Maya and Jack there to help everyone. Right. Right? And this is, like you said, Jack's first time back really in the field in an emergency situation. And we also remember that Maya is the one that picked him up from his uh, appointments all the time, every right. single time. So they were they have been bonding, and now they're in an emergency situation, and someone can die, someone's can die, and including themselves, they can get they can get contaminated as well. Right. And Maya already went into the situation nervous about whether or not Jack had lied about coming being ready to come back to work. Right, so. because she has lied, which we learned. I like that scene. Um, yeah, she has lied, and we know that when you love someone, love someone, when you love something so much and you're passionate about it, you just want to get back to it, right. in the, which is what she said. And what I thought was amazing in this little scene and the incident was there was an emergency situation, but there was also a blossoming love romance mm-hmm. um, between Sarla who liked Neil 
Um, and then we had the crazy lady because there's always a crazy lady who has like all the medicines and the <laughs> herbs and the bag that just love has everything and gets distracted very easily. Yes. So we had like a microcosm of, of life yeah. in that train. Mm-hmm. I mean, in addition to the blossoming of Neil and Sarla, we saw the blossoming of, you know, Maya and... Uh, Maya's relationship as well. So we, we they, I just noticed that every time something happened, they kept on giving each other like these well, looks. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So and and I think Sarla said something to her when she was talking about like I saw him every single day and I never said anything to him right. and then he was gone and now he's back. It's just like Jack. Jack was you know they had that beef and then they're both lieutenants now, so they're they're they have that like healthy competition Mm -hmm. and then he was gone and she was worried and when she said when Sarla said you know I know it seems weird that I I care about this guy or I'm so concerned about this guy that I don't even know and then you see Maya's face like yes she works with Jack but she doesn't know him like that because that's uh, Andy's Jack yes right so she looks and she thinks about it and she's like, why am I so worried about him? Why have I been double checking his work? Why am I concerned about his mental health? Oh, because you like him. We knew it. We knew it. <laughs> we knew it. And we called it. Yes, we did. So, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit uh, real quick about Will and his dad and that relationship because that's something that is... I thought they portrayed it really well. So you have... Uh, Will, who comes from a divorce, separated, so a family that's not one unit. Right. And mom is taking him overseas to the Middle East. And, you know, dad probably hasn't really been involved in the day to day, doesn't know anything about his son, doesn't know, like, you know, what size he takes or what he's allergic to or any of that right. stuff. But when push came to shove, he knew his blood type. And that almost made me cry because. They were butting heads, butting heads, butting heads. And then when Will was getting worse, you know how we talk about how your parents will just do anything to you for you? You're yeah. always their child no matter how old you are. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you haven't seen him forever. That's your dad always. And when he woke, he opened his eyes, he's like, Dad. And I just thought that was beautiful. almost brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. We had, so to your point, three blossoming relationships. Will and his dad, Neil and Sarla, Maya and Jack. Yes. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kathleen, Andy, and Vic. So Kathleen, I'm wondering, is she going to be a new something on the show? So she's the recruit at the Academy. Right. Um, What I loved about this and Andy and Vic kind of taking her on and being her uh, firefighter Yoda uh, was the fact that she didn't think she was good enough. Yeah. It was interesting to see her because I was like, wait a minute, she reminds me of Andy in a way. And I was like, is this going to be like competition for Andy later on? Just like the newer, younger version of her as Kathleen's confidence begins to grow. I thought mm. that was something that we may see, just mm. to keep her on her toes, like the, the new young hot girl, you know? But uh, I love the way that they were supporting her and seeing Vic actually advise Andy, like, hey, you need to boss up and, conf- you know, talk to your dad and not be nervous about it. So I saw some growth from Vic there, too. So I was like, hmm, everyone's growing this week. Vic, you better <laughs> keep on that growth plan. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Keep the growth spurt, Vic, because if you mess up this relationship, I'm going to just be really upset. 
really, really upset. <laughs> so, you know, dish it out, but also take your own growth. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the elephant in the room. Yes. Okay, so we've dealt with all of that. And we're at the bar. Everyone's had a great day. You know, I think that Andy felt like she's going to be someone's mentor. And, you know, the boys all bonded. And then she looks up on the screen. And on that TV, she sees there was, like, a big train incident. And she knew right away that Maya was involved. So she runs home. And she runs home leaving her comfy blanket (laughs) at the bar ignored twice. Poor thing. Twice. Just walks away like she'd never heard him. But like she doesn't hear her best friend, Maya. But again, Andy, you know how, how you are and you know what you do. Mm-hmm. Gets to the house and we're back at the... It's like full circle. We're back at the shower. Steamy. She's Hot. about to She's about to walk in, which she didn't, which I thought was interesting because she always walks in. Boundaries. Okay, she's learned. So that's Andy's growth for this episode. Okay. Boundaries. Boundaries. Yes. She realized that she didn't like it when um, Maya walked in on her. Right. So that's perhaps that's it. And then, lo and behold, who's in the shower with her? Dun dun dun, Jack. Yes, yes. Jack. Jack. I mean, it was beautiful. I loved seeing it. But first of all, let's talk about how calm and cool. Maya was in that shower. Like, had it been me with my roommate slash best friend's ex. Uh, I would have been nervous. My voice would have been cracking. I would have been like, no, no, no. Like, she, I would have alerted her to something being wrong. Andy, I mean, Maya, cool as a cucumber. Yeah, but, I mean, she's a lieutenant now, so. That's true. That's it. That's true. Just- and you know what? I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I caught this. <laughs> Good Lord. I, and you know what? I love it. And why I love it is because they're equals now. And they've been building emotionally. She's mm-hmm. gone through a trauma with him and supported him. And at the end, even though he felt threatened a little bit because she was double checking his work, he did open up to her at the end. Right. And and explained his thought process and they they said their stories and their thank you. So you know, they are really trying to communicate on that level. And as they were communicating um verbally they were disrobing because I know they had to, you know, take the clothes off for mm-hmm. the contamination. But they were getting naked, and I was like, "Ooh, they're about to get all the way naked." Oh, yes, they were, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they did. Okay. <laughs> yes, I love this episode, guys. I just think that they've laid the foundation for all the messy triangle love affairs that are going to go on, and it seems like it's all about love. So. If we break it down, it could be Andy and Sullivan, possibly. Okay. Andy and Ryan have, you know, some leftover nonsense. True. Jack and Mia. And then Vic and the captain. Ripley. Ripley. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we have, I still have have hope for Grant. Because now that um, Travis is healing, Grant has the possibility to come back at any moment. So it's like the season is all about love. And we also mentioned before that we want Dean to find love. You know, he we hasn't do. Have, had anyone His in a own while. love, though. Dean, I am available for you if you need me. <laughs> in your Dean, time of need. your own love. Stay away from Miranda. <laughs> That's all I have to say. So let's move on to some fun fire facts, yes. guys. 
So there's a couple of things I wanted to do with Firefox. So one, did you know that in Los Angeles we have our own Station 19? What? Yes, we have a Station 19. And we have, what they do every uh, month is they honor the firefighter of the month out of all the firefighters in L.A. And we have Captain, and I'm going to miss his name here. I messed up on my computer. How cute is he? He's a redhead. Yeah, so he's a pilot, David. Uh, he was eight years old when he went on his first flight at the Van Nuys Airport. Uh, David Nordquist, that's his name. Okay. Uh, little did he know that years and years and years later that he would be flying the LAFD helicopters out of that same airport that he used to hang out as as a child. Um, and his quote was, I was flying airplanes before and after joining the department in my spare time, but never thought I would connect the two. When I was approached about joining air operations, I learned this is the ultimate multitasking job uh, because you're a firefighter and a pilot at the same time. He served about 23 years in air operations, and he's been there since 2004. And he is going to be retiring next year, and I just wanted to give him a shout-out because he's a real-life superhero. Thank you for your service. Right? Love it. Um, So I wanted to talk about, first, you have a house and you have a yard, Mm -hmm. and this is some stuff that's going to help you keep keep you safe. You want to keep your leaves and needles off of your roof and deck. You want to create a fuel-free area that's three to five feet away from your home's perimeter because as those leaves and, and stuff dry up, they cause and can cause a fire hazard. Mm. Um, keep areas around your decks, your sheds, your fences and swings clear of deb- debris and vegetation because that often happens too. We let the grass grow and all that vegetation build up because maybe it's too cold outside or we're too lazy or whatever it is. You don't want to do that. You want to keep those fire hazards down. Um, in your landscaping, you want to make sure to prevent fire. Trim back those branches that... You know, sometimes they overhang on uh, your rooftops. You want to prune your branches back like six to eight feet from the ground is what they recommend. And a single fire hydrant in San Francisco survived a massive earthquake in 1906 and aided firefighters in saving the Mission District. So in memory of the event, to this day... There's a fire hydrant that's painted gold in San Francisco. Look at that. Yeah. And the next fire fact, cotton will catch fire if super glue is applied to it. And you know I was at home and I wanted to do it. And I was like, <laughs> Linda, you cannot. Yeah. Because you do not want to burn down your no, place. not at all. But I'm super curious. I bet you there's a YouTube video. <laughs> Um, in California, they use prison labor to fight forest fires. Yeah, people have been upset about that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Crazy. Mm-hmm. All lives matter. Uh, <laughs> about one in three of home fires and deaths happen in the months of December, January, and February. The holiday season. All the holiday season. Mm. And when it's cold and people are home more. Under their comfy blankets. <laughs> comfy blankets. <laughs> And last but not least for today, roughly half the people arrested for arson are under the age of 18. Wow. Can you believe that? Fun fire facts. Let's move on to some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. 
All right. So as I pull up some news and gossip here so that uh, we're all on the same page. So the first one I wanted to show you uh, it is the full team. And it says there's a lot happening here. And we love every bit of it. And you see, like, Dean. And you see um, Travis. And you see the Captain Ripley and Vic acting a fool. And I just think it's so... Yes. No, I was going to say um, on the screen, I think it's a little it's something a little different. It, okay, we can talk about this one. Do you want to talk about that one you yeah, sent just, in? Yeah, um, we had some BTS because Maya did a, a takeover today on the Station 19 Instagram. So we see some behind the scenes of her in the train with Jack in this photo. Okay, and what's the next photo up then? Then, um, just like their medics on the show, they actually have medics on set. And we're seeing a photo of Christy, their on-set medic, who also got uh, labeled as the uh, employee of the episode. So I always think it's cute to see what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Awesome. And then up next? Oh, we see our new lovebirds. You see how Maya's all cozy in Jack's neck? I think this was foreshadowing of what was to come. It looks like real love there, for mm-hmm. real. They make a cute couple. Mm-hmm. And then that's Christy, the onset medic again. The med tech is what they call her. So that, yeah, that's just a little bit from uh, Maya's takeover from today. Nice. And then the next one? Um, I think that that's all we have for news and gossip today. Guys, we will definitely keep you posted on all the other fun stuff that uh, the Station 19 crew has been up to. Let's move on to some predictions. Mm-hmm. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Go for it. So, this whole Maya Jack affair is going, Andy's going to get wind of it and she is not going to be happy. Again, like I said, she's an only child and she does not like people playing with her toys. So, the fact that her friend is playing with her ex not going to go well, but I really like this Maya Jack love affair. And again, hopefully next week we see this Dean family dinner. I'm waiting for it. I'm super excited and can't wait for it. Awesome. I think that Kathleen's coming back, and I think that uh, because she was introduced to Ripley, that there might be a little something there, and I think that Andy is going to be jealous about that, because I don't think she's going to find out about Jack and Maya quite yet, so she's going to focus on on this being her mentee and her mentee looking up to someone who's above her, and she's going to have jealous moments, and it's going to affect the way she works and the dynamics there. And I do think that uh, Maya is going to feel some guilt about hooking up with Jack, but I think her feelings are going to overpower that, and they are going to end up together. And if you guys remember from a couple of weeks back, and when I called out... Um, Jack having a relationship when we'd all be shocked who it was. Mm-hmm. This is the shocking moment, and I think it's fab- fabulous. I do think that um, Pruitt isn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. and there was a tweet that was up today, and it said, uh, this is why we need Pruitt back at the station, motivation all day, every day. And Station 19 retweeted it, and I think that that is a prediction that He's not going anywhere. Somehow, some way, he's making his way back to that station as well. I just had something else. What if Kathleen is Andy's long-lost sister because Pruitt had an affair? Just saying. Putting it out there. It came to me. Could be a thing. They could be sisters. I love that. 
Wouldn't that be amazing? And, and if it's not that, go ahead and write that in, writers. <laughs> Station 19 writers. Just bring us into, us into the writer's room. Right. We, can, we, we can help you guys We got out. all the drama for you. <laughs> all the drama. Uh, I just want to do one more shout out to me, Angel Slaughter, uh, Chloe, and Courtney, and Mel, and Gemini13. Th- Guys, we love you. We love hearing from you. Thank you so much for being in our live chat. Make sure you continue the comments because we love to comment back. All across social media, you can find me at Linda is so girly, so keep it coming. And you can find me at Say Hi Sahai. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.